Why, hello, hashtag First TV family, and welcome. It's week 216. I'm Aaron Mack, and I'm here with my good friend, Kevin, a.k.a. and CVC, Basic Complexity. And Kevin will actually take it away with our new number 216. And we're doing things a little bit differently now, you know, because the old way of doing the numbers, it it wasn't sustainable, you know, like to every single number, like we have a, a brand new story and then it got kind of got to the point that like every single number we like kind of repeat the old story. But anyway, we have something new and it is coming from the random question generator. And with this being week 216, I'm going to randomly generate the question two times if kevin doesn't accept it one more time and if kevin doesn't accept that you'll have to accept six more times so kevin i'm going to press two times are you ready yeah all right and you can opt to answer the first one if you wish but the first question is what is your most Thoughtful gift ever given. The most thoughtful Oh, wait, no, I know exactly what it is. Um and this being what like twelve years ago. Um for my mom's so mom, but I'm just gonna put this out there for her 50th birthday what I did and I started saving up months in advance I gave her a $500 gift card alright Mr. Moneybags <laughs> I hear you uh, yes. it, it took me a while to save that up nice that's that's actually beautiful. At first, it was like, "Oh, you you just gave her money, cool." But I ain't got that like that. With you talking about how you had to really save up for it, it's like, yes, saved up for her fiftieth. I'm forty, forty years old. Anyway, <laughs> but yes, okay. And I'll take it away with my. Or, or, or did you have more about that? Uh, no. I'll take it away with my relatively new song. Now, I spoke with you in advance, and your older song is going to be one of the newest of the older songs, and my song is just the opposite. It's one of the oldest of the new songs, and that it's tw none other than 2014's Diva, Ariana Grande's song featuring Zed, Break Free which actually was a number one dance track. Like I was talking to Echo, I was talking to Alex about it this morning. And Alex was like, yeah, it actually was a number one hit on the dance charts. And it's like, I actually love this song for many reasons, particularly how she is new millennial belting. Like it seems like popular music nowadays. And I know I'm 40, but... <laughs> 
popular music nowadays won't allow people to like really just go through a formal bridge and belt their way through. But this song, like she had some real strong belting in it. I'm like, yes. Particularly when she delivers the lines. Now that I become who I really am. It's like, yes, Ariana Grande. And also uh, another line, she's like, this is the part when I say I don't wanna. It's like, yes, Ariana Grande. Anyway, I love it. I'm gay. I, I love it. And I particularly love that it was the number one hit on the dance charts because, you know, us gays rule the dance charts. So thank you. And I will say... Oh, also, I, I use the song with my exercising at, at night when I go on my walks up and down the hall. You know, because I'm trying, you guys, I'm trying. And it looks like our friend Quincy Keith has said something. So if you don't mind, Kevin, I'm going to put that on the screen right quick. The first, he said... My oh, he named his most thoughtful gift, and my most thoughtful gift is the gift of life. I know that's right. <laughs> you better talk about it. Yes, and Quincy left a comment on my most thoughtful gift I have given was a whole bedroom, a bedroom TV, game system, and it's. I know that's right. Okay. All, all right. Yes, thoughtful gift. Yes, friend. Okay. Gave a whole bedroom set, set. Like, everything. Just gave it. Yes. All right, friend. Now, Kevin, Basic Complexity, your older-ish song. Yes. My older-ish song actually is from well, Bob Mariah Curry from her 2008 album E equals MC Square. And the song is called Bye Bye. And it really stood out to me because the very first time I heard it was, well, unfortunately, at the funeral of a friend of mine. And she was like, but three or four months younger than me. Um, but that was the first time I ever heard that song, and it's always stuck with me ever since then because her sister actually played the song at the... Actually, well, at the cemetery... Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it was kinda deep. <laughs> I I think I might have said this before, so I won't belabor the point, but it's interesting that you connect with a deep Mariah Carey song and the passing of your friend, because for me I also have a deep Mariah Carey song, her uh, Fly Like a Bird, 
And I connect that to my mom, and particularly when Mariah Carey belts the line talking about Carey. See, it always almost makes me cry, but talking about carrying me home, you know, carry me home. And it's like, I, I think about my mom being in a, another realm, blessed realm, peaceful. And it's like, I, I told my mom that wherever you are, home is. And anyway, anyway, I, I, I hate to seem like I, I'm that guy that's like, yeah, you think you have a story? Well, I have a story. No, because <laughs> bye-bye is cool. Didn't Mariah Carey write that for her dad? I bet I'm not sure. You know what? Actually, she had a song called Sunflowers for Alfred, Alfred Roy, and that, that was for was, her dad. That was on a later album? No, that was on E equals MC Square, because I, I remember no. where I listened to it. No, Sunflowers for Alfred Roy was not on E equals MC Square. It was... Okay. Definitely on another album for the life me. I can't think of which one it was, but I was just looking at the um, track listing for equals MC Square, and it's not on that album. Hmm. Well, let's. Make it do what it <laughs> do because I like um, well, it was something that, and maybe maybe that was um, memoirs of an imperfect angel. I guess I don't know. Could be I don't know, but yeah. You are right. It's not on E equals MC squared. Now let me look up memoirs. Because, golly, it had to be around that time. Yeah, it might have been. But I, I guess I'm just all the way wrong because I don't see it on this either. Anyway, anyway, um... It is time. It is that time where we give a special thank you to everyone in the hashtag Verse TV family around the world, and we'll specify where uh, some of those places are in the world. And thank you very much. Thank you. And oh, okay. So, so that's nice. That's okay. But this will be right here and United States, thank you. Singapore, thank you. Belgium, thank you. Germany, thank you. Egypt, thank you. Australia, thank you. Brazil, thank you. Japan, thank you. Everyone, 
everyone in the hashtag first TV family. Thank you all so very much. Yes, you all just thank you. Just, just thank you. Yes. All right. Now, um, I think therefore I am. Oh, yeah. Happy Pride. Oh, my gosh. Like, we never said Happy Pride, ever. Thank you. Okay. That, well, that was months ago. Well, well definitely we, weeks ago, but this is the well, end of Pride Month, so yes. Thank I, you all. I, yeah. yeah, you know, pe people in my family were wishing each other Happy Pride, and I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I, I, it wasn't an oh yeah situation because technically I had put it down in advance, but like that was an extra reminder. Like, Aaron, it's pride. You <laughs> like, I get the benefit of my birth month being pride month, my birth month, and Juneteenth, like all of that. Like, it's so special. Yes. Thank you. Anyway, okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to ask again. Basic complexity, are you ready to get the show on the road for real, for real? <laughs> yeah. 216. Hashtag gender debunk at Kevin Ortega Rojas. Hashtag first TV 216A. There have been debates and protests from those who think that trans people shouldn't be able to compete in sports, and I finally understand their side. Here's why. This is Patricio Manuel. He is the first trans male boxer to compete in the U.S. Patricio just won his second fight this year and his third fight overall against a cisgender male opponent. He currently has a 3-0 winning streak and is ranked 99 in the U.S. So I get it now. Their fear about trans people in sports isn't about protecting cis women, and it's not about the idea that people assigned male at birth have an advantage. They are scared because trans people, specifically in sports, dismantle all of society's preconceived notions about gender, including the idea that cishet men are innately stronger or better than anyone else. Hashtag addendum at Professor underscore Neil Hashtag first TV 216A plus. A woman attempting to compete with men? People don't get mad about that because they are never going to outcompete the men. Oh, how wrong you are. Because women have frequently outcompeted the men and the men get very angry. The reason that figure skating is divided into men and women is because in the 1902 World Championships, a woman came in second place. The next year women were banned, Women had their own category in 1905. The reason that the Olympics has men and women's categories of skeet shooting is because a woman won the gold medal in 1992. It had to been an open category up to that point. In 1996, the Atlanta Olympics, women were banned. And in 2000, men and women had their own categories. And maybe you're thinking those were flukes. Those were exceptions. But there are whole categories of sports where women are better than men. In ultra marathons of 200 miles or greater, for instance. Extreme endurance sports, period. And you don't know this because it makes us so mad, we pretend it just doesn't happen. A woman attempting to compete with men? Okay, facts. And I actually did uh, fact check what he was saying. Now, really quickly, um, Quincy, our friend Quincy Key, commented, 
And he said, it was my Juneteenth before Pride. Yes, absolutely. And Juneteenth representing when our ancestors were officially free. Free. And that that's a thing we'll go into at, uh, well, not go into at another point, but suffice it to say, boom. All right. Hmm. Now, I, uh, I, I am first with this one. So let me put my three minutes on the clock. So my in initial reaction to this is, yes, I am a cisgendered and same gender loving male. Yes. And I also will take the time to call out the fact that patriarchy is a real thing and patriarchy, <laughs> it's... Like, honestly, as far as the addendum video, I didn't see that until like today, or I, I think it was, no, today. And I was like, oh my gosh, this has to be on because one, he's my forehead brother. But <laughs> two, it's like talking about, it's amazing how quickly like they change things. Like he was like, one year the woman won the gold and the next year they were like, you know what? Um, women can't compete and then came back with, you know what? Here's some men and women's categories because you don't want to see women as more powerful than men. And that's why, oi, you know, and, and I'll even skip that. But um, in my opinion, the whole complaining about women and trans men in sports. Well, no, women and trans women in sports. I think that that's really just a scapegoat. A scapegoat for the uh, people like Patricio Manuel, because that's really what they're afraid of, because he's getting them in the boxing mm -hmm. ring. And yes, Patricio Manuel, a trans man, i.e. was born a female, that means he, he wasn't born all weak and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. But the perception is that women are just inherently weaker. And some women are weaker, some women are stronger. Some men are weaker, some men are stronger, you know? And I also speak to I remember when I was a kid, I and this was well before my whole MS uh, situation, of course, you know, I was a very healthy kid, but I, when we would do those arm wrestling matches, like I would always lose to everybody, to everybody. And I would lose to men, to women, well, boys and girls, period. And I remember one particular time I, I lost to a girl. Somebody like really rubbed it in my face. Like, hi, you lost to a girl. And I was like, well, I mean, but yes, people, we need to understand that different people are on different levels regardless of their chemistry downtown. You know, 
We need to understand and accept that basic complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. After hearing this, I basically just found it hilarious. Just hilarious across the board. Um, in the long run, cisgender men were outperforming cisgender men were outperforming uh, heterosexual men. And some heterosexuals get me. <laughs> and yet that was that. Yeah, like Patricio Manuel being a, a trans man who outperformed um, cis men. It just goes to show. And our Quincy Keith also said, facts, Aaron. It's like, I know that's right. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's unfortunate. And I'll take my uh, one minute and say, yes, you know, different people are, are in different places. And I do believe Again, going back to the patriarchy, it's all about kind of controlling the woman and making sure that the woman is able to be subjugated <laughs> uh, and subject to, to the man. And, and different people have different things. Like there are some, mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantasia talked about the neck, the woman being the neck. I acknowledge that as a same gender loving man, I feel uh, like I'd be satisfied being, I'm the neck, I'm Mm -hmm. the neck. I'm a man and I'm cool being the neck for my man who's the head, you know, Mm -hmm. that's cool. And people need to get to the point that they understand different people have different roles. It's not a gender-based thing. Different people have different things that they're better at. Let them be what they are, period. Gay, straight, strong, weak, whatever. Passive, uh, aggressive, let them be who they are. That's the answer world. They need to let people be themselves. Anyway, um, my one sentence. Yeah, pretty much continuing that. We are all different and the same. Let's all love that because we're all human, so we're all the same, and we're all unique. Let's love that. Let's love that fact, period. Kevin, your one minute. Uh, um, all right, first of nothing at all against heterosexual men. I have some heterosexual male friends. So, yeah. And <laughs> at least my heterosexual male friends are cool. They cool with that. They're cool with me being gay. You know, they don't work like that. 
But um, well, I believe I said that before, but um, yeah, there are definitely differences, and everybody, like you say, Aaron, some are strong, some are not. It's just what it is. Um, now, my sentence is like I said for nothing against heterosexual men at all because some or some, keep word some, are cool. Um, but in general, heterosexual men are not always the strongest or the best. That's just what it is. Society wants us to believe that, but it's 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 very good to know that some of your best friends are black. I mean, some of your best friends are hetero. <laughs> Let me stop. Oh my God, I'm kidding. Oh my God. But you did kind of word it like that. But anyway, anyway. So, the question for the hashtag Verse TV family is where do you conclude on the trans debate? Leave it in the question, uh, leave, leave it in the comments. Talk, talk to us. We're all over social media. Talk to us wherever you find us. Leave it in the comments. All right. Miss Complexity, are you ready for the next topic? Yes. And, well, that one is. Definitely, <laughs> and you will be first. Yeah. Hashtag terraformant at J.R. Colbert, Neil deGrasse Tyson, hashtag verse TV 216B. There are people who want to colonize other planets, give us an escape route. We trashed Earth, let's move elsewhere and hope we don't trash that. Well, there aren't many places to move. Mars rotates once every 24 hours. That's kind of interesting. It's tipped on its axis, as Earth is, which means it has seasons. It has polar ice caps, the way we still do at this moment. <laughs> and there's evidence of running water on its surface. So there's a chance we could terraform Mars, my favorite word of the past few decades. You turn something that's not like Earth into something that's like Earth. So then you just move there. So here's the catch. If you have the power of geoengineering to turn Mars into Earth, then you have the power of geoengineering to turn Earth back into Earth. All right, now, basic complexity. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, uh, uh... I still wait for just a minute. All right, so I'm good now. Um, the, or at least personally, my biggest fear is that, yeah, definitely we've trashed Earth. That's a fact. My fear is that 
when we get to the point to start to colonize Mars, that we didn't learn our lesson and do the same thing there. And yeah, that's one of my biggest fears because we've, unfortunately, we've trashed this planet. So it's not like, hey, let's go trash another one. It don't work like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I have because, like I said, it's definitely a fair mind that we get to point, we go to Mars and do the same thing there that we're doing here. And it, the fear is just that we haven't learned our lesson. Because, you know, this plan is about tapped out. <laughs> That's what I have. That's a very um, unfortunate thing that you're saying. Very true. Yeah, it's sad because it is very true. Yes. My response is, my initial reaction is, it's interesting how he talks about uh, people using Mars as an escape, like an escape to Mars. And I'm like, well, it's not going to be an escape for the poor. And there will also become a new social hierarchy for what's considered poor when you get there, because it's only going to be the wealthy. So there will be new, the wealthy who are wealthy on earth, but there'll be a new social hierarchy (laughs) when you get there. So some poorer people or people who have less, relatively speaking, will be the poor people on Mars. Anyway, it reminded me of one, for the wealthy, once you get like a certain amount of money, Having more money, is it's, it's just a game. It's a game. And I saw someone talk about that in my church. Um, it was a film that was being played. But yes, you know, it's, it's like, well, you already have a billion dollars. Why do you need more? Because it's like a game to try to have more than the next person. And it made me think of years ago, when I saw in the uh, fledgling YouTube as social media days, I saw Paris Hilton in a video talking about Lindsay Lohan. And mm. she's like, they caught her just saying to somebody else, because, you know, cameras everywhere, <laughs> how she, she's like, Lindsay Lohan, like, isn't she like poor? Like, doesn't she have a net worth of like only? or whatever, ew, we don't deal with her. And it's like, wow, that's interesting because that's how things would be on Mars. It's another level. 
like even people who are wealthy down here. But I'll also say, I wonder, it's like Mars is like exurbia times a billion. You know, like there's the suburbs, then there are the exurbs, then there's Mars, which is like exurbia times a billion. Because it's like you're saying you want to not only get away from the neighborhood, not only get away from the city, but get away from the state, the country, the planet. You're like those people on that planet, uh, the undesirables, us undesirables on Earth. And that's what it comes down to. And initially, I was wondering if when they make it to Mars, like, will they still care about Earth and making Earth better? But no, just like the flight to the suburbs, people don't give an F about life in the inner city once they make it to the suburbs. So once they make it to the exurbia times a billion of Mars, they will not give an F about Earth. It's like, are, are, are they going to care about the inner city once they've made it to the suburbs? No. No, it, it'll just be one of those, oh, that's so unfortunate that they're like that. Oh, well, I'm glad I'm up here. Anyway, your one minute. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Um, just that in general, sometimes you have to be willing to acknowledge your faults um, before you could learn anything from them. That's what I have. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, people just uh, won't care. And as far as Earth, George Carlin, I love me some George Carlin. George Carlin explained, he's like, the Earth isn't in peril. We are in peril. We are going away. Because the Earth has been here for millions of years. And what's going to happen is eventually the Earth will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. And we're just going to be gone. We're going away. That, that's how we deliver it. We're going away. Yes. You know, and it's almost like the people going to Mars are like, yes, now I live in the beautiful one lake, one tree, four planets away from the sun neighborhood. Or, or the because it's going to be renamed. It has to be renamed. It can't just be Mars. Mars is so. So now it's going to be one lake, one tree, four mm-hmm. planets away from the sun. That's where I live. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Anyway, my one sentence is, I wonder if X number of times, X number of millennia, people will destroy Mars, then come back to Earth, a healed Earth, then destroy Earth again, then return to a healed Mars, then destroy Mars again, and return to a heal. And I wonder if that's going to be the cycle that's repeated. And until an outside superpower says, you know what, 
stop and just brings an end to humanity. Mm. You know, jump from planet to planet. Well, not planet to planet, because not every planet can sustain life. But jump from Earth to Mars, Earth to Mars, until a superior existence is like, you know what, humans, you're effing up. Stop. I'm done. Anyway, um, yeah, you, you did your one minute. So our hashtag verse TV family question is question for the fam. Oh, really quick, Quincy Keith said the main told the facts. Fix the earth. Fix the earth. Right now, the earth. Yeah, he said right now, the earth is ghetto. That, 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 that's what it will be uh, seen as. You know, all in spite of all of the uh, beautiful neighborhoods that we have strewn out, strewn throughout suburbia and exurbia. The earth is ghetto. And, and, and that's what it will be. It, it will be like, you know what? I live on one lake, one tree, four planets away from the sun. You live in the ghetto. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway. All right, Quincy Keith. I know that's right, friend. All right. And the hashtag Verse TV family question is, if you had more than enough money for a great life, what would you need to move to a beautiful Exurbia times a billion Mars? What would you need? All right. Base complexity, are you ready for the next one that you will be first again? Yeah. Hashtag first TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, AKA Basic Complex today. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. Two one six.